together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the Gospel of Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 to verse 17. At that time, the disciples of John came to Jesus saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guest mourn as long as their bridegroom is with them? And the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and they will fast. And no one puts a piece of an unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. There's something interesting in the text. The Pharisees are asking an important question, and the disciples of John have joined them. Why do we fast? but your disciples do not fast. They're asking Jesus. And Jesus says, but there is no need for them to fast at the moment. But I want to look at this in a, in a different way. Why do you fast? Why do you pray? Why do you go to church? Why do you read the scriptures? If I'm doing these and all other good things, if the reason and the only reason I'm doing them is because I've seen others doing it, then that's not a good enough reason. If I pray because I've been told to pray, if I read the scriptures because it's expected of me, if I go to Mass because I'm afraid I'm breaking the laws and the rules, those are not good enough reasons. St. Paul has a beautiful theological uh, perspective. He says, when I was a baby, when I was a child, I ate the food that children ate. I behaved like a child. But when I grew older, the food changed. My behavior changed. My expectations changed. There was a shift. There was growth. I no longer 
did them because I was afraid. I no longer did them because I was obeying the rules. I did them because I valued my relationship with God. If you go to the Gospel of John chapter 4, Jesus meets the Samaritan woman at the well. Towards the end of that Gospel account, Jesus goes into the house, into the city, into the village, and the villagers say, we no longer believe because of what she has said, but we now believe because we have seen it with our own eyes. He says the same to Thomas. Blessed are those who believe for have not been seen. I have conviction that we have come to believe. We have come to know. That's why Peter says that you are the Christ. That's why I believe. In John chapter 6, he says, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Do I have that conviction that I don't go to church because I'm afraid of my parents? That I do not pray because I'm in trouble? No. I love God. I want to build a relationship with God. That's the reason. That's the reason why I believe in God. Because I value my relationship with him. And so when they say, why are they not fasting? Because we are fasting. It's a wrong reason. But Jesus does not challenge them. But instead he says, there's no need for them to fast. I'm still with them. Wait till I'm gone. Then they will fast. Then he, he, he plays with words he brings something new. He says, no one puts an unshrunk cloth of an old garment for the patched tears if he puts that into the new one. No one puts new wine into old wine skins. The skins will burst and the wire and the wine will be spilled. How many of us want change? I want to change. I want to be successful. I want to be financially independent. You know, I, I listen to many prayer requests where people are praying for financial uh, deliverance and, and financial uh, liberation. And, and I, I often say to myself, we can pray for all those things, but are we inculcating the culture of a financial transformation? Are we even talking about it? That I need to think economically. I need to think and behave in a manner that speaks to my prayers. I need to be financially independent, independent but Am I an agent of a, an economic transformation? Do I believe in investments? Do I believe in saving? Do I believe 
in making calculated, budgeted expenses. Do we believe in those things? And so we need a paradigm shift. I want to be a spirit-filled person. I want to be a, a happy person. I want to be someone with a, who has a relationship with God. But is the old wine skin ready for the new wine? There are certain things that I need to change. What influences me? Who's controlling my life? Who holds my hand? Who influences my decisions? Do I spend time listening to God? You know, a typical example, I only need five minutes a day to listen to the word of God. I mean, for us, you know, just 10 minutes a day, that's all it takes. Listen to the word of God for 10 minutes a day, every day. That's why we do reflections and our reflections are more or less around that time. Just 10 minutes a day. 15 minute max a day. And say, what is it that God wants me to do? And imagine if we did that every day and actually listened. And reflected. Then we will know what God asks of us. We will know what God is leading us. Where is he leading us to? What is he asking us to become? May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us. To protect, to bless and to guide us. In the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, I offer up to you all my thoughts. Words and actions, joys and hopes, griefs and anxieties of this day. I ask you to grant me the grace to love and serve you and all those you sent my way today through Christ our Lord. May Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.